0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: What is up and welcome to Believe in High School Basketball. I am your host, Bryce Ronquillo. So thankful, so grateful to be on air. Thank you for joining me. Believe in high school basketball is proud to be a part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals and the number one network in Los Angeles for sports podcasts. Let's get it! Episode eleven coming your way. But before we get to today's guest, help your boy out. Go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher to be notified whenever a new episode drops. It takes two seconds, costs you nothing. Leave a review as well if you feel so inclined and rate five stars. A lot of craziness going on in the world of prep hoops right now. A lot of state federations making big decisions on whether to have high school hoops or not. Hawaii canceled their season. Illinois just announced that they canceled their season. Super, super bummer right there. And this has sparked a hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag let us play. And there are even rallies going on across the country. People are taking to the streets to let them know they want to have a season. Even down the street from me, there was one uh, Bonita High School people, uh, Damien people over here in Laverne. Shout out uh, to everyone over there. I I love that people are taking action to get their local politicians, board members to just hear them out. And at least start a conversation about having a season. I've been very vocal on this show about that and I'm seeing some positive trends on on just having the conversation figuring out how we can safely have a season, if we could safely figure out a way to go to Costco, if we could figure if we could safely figure out a way to go to the mall, to go shopping, we should figure out a safe way to have sports for everyone here in Not only my state, California, but across the country. That's just my opinion. Now, Arizona, which has been a safe haven for basketball events and other events alike during this pandemic. About two weeks ago, their high school federation, the AIA, decided to cancel winter sports. And an outrage ensued from the public. And then four days later from that vote, prompted a re-vote. High School Hoops is back on with mandatory mask wearing, limited fan attendance, and strict health protocols. But hey, they figured out how to have a season, and this was a super hot topic on Twitter. And I wanted to learn more about the situation and the madness that led to the AIA reversing their first vote. So... I brought on Lucas Ramirez, a head coach at Saguaro High School in Scottsdale, Arizona, and also vice president of the Latinx Association of Basketball Coaches. We had a great conversation about everything that went down and how his team plans to move forward from here. So, without further ado, here's Lucas Ramirez. I'm pleased to welcome Coach Lucas Ramirez here on Believe in High School Basketball. Coach, it's a pleasure to have you on.
0: Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course. And I, I can't wait to get to talking about what has been going on in in Arizona these past <laughs> couple weeks. Uh, I'd imagine it, it's been very crazy with you, with all the events that have unfolded with uh, the, the, the AIA's decision to have winter sports, then cancel winter sports then to have him again i I imagine it's been really wild but uh, before we get into that coach I want my listeners to know a little bit more about you you're the head coach at Saguaro High School and when I met you you were still at Phoenix Phoenix College coaching uh, JC ball and um, where, where else coach has, uh, has coaching taken you?
0: Yeah, so I'm heading into my first year at Saguaro High School
1: um, here in Scottsdale, Arizona.
0: Um, and then I actually got my start in coaching right when I graduated high school, 18 years old. Started uh, coaching at North Canyon High School here in Phoenix, just right down the road. I uh, worked for my old AAU coach, uh, Michael Gwynn. So he he was crazy enough to let a young guy like me join a staff, help him out with the varsity, coach the freshman team. Uh, did that for four years while also working uh, with his AAU program, the Arizona Rebels. Um, And then from there, I was fortunate enough to get offered an opportunity by Matt Gordon to uh, join his staff at Phoenix College where, um, you know, when I, like you said, when I first met you, that's where I was Um, and, you know, was lucky to spend two years there. Um, And then I also spent some time coaching at my alma mater, uh, Horizon High School. Uh, you know, right down the road here in Scottsdale as well. Um, and then I took over the program here at Saguaro in March. So right, literally right before COVID and all the craziness hit was right when we inherited the program as a staff.
1: Wow. So you, you've, so you, you took over the program really late in the season then.
0: Yeah. So, you know, a- Arizona season ends typically late February. So then, okay. uh, the job posted late February, um and then you know it was just it's always been an intriguing uh job i thought you know just right down the road for me and and you know just a lot of potential great administration a lot of returners coming back um so you know just went through the process it was a pretty quick process actually um and then uh you know right from there uh you know got off of the job accepted it and then uh, turn around, uh probably 80 hours. And then, you know, everything started shutting down around Arizona and, and really around the country.
1: So pretty,
0: pretty crazy whirlwind.
1: Right. And that's when we were told it was only uh, a couple, couple weeks, three weeks. And uh here we are still still figuring things yeah. out
0: almost a year later. <laughs> it is a year been, later.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's been super wild. But but, yeah, I, I remember, you know, meeting – I'd seen you on – followed you on Twitter for a while. You know, every time you see a, another uh, Latino coach in the industry, it's like, oh, hey, he looks like me. <laughs> and he, he does basketball stuff. Cool, I should exactly. follow him. And uh, and then I, I believe I first met you, I think, in Phoenix, actually, for the, the Final Four. Yes. Uh, at a Jason yes, Ludwig's yeah. deal, um, his, his Final Four, his, Latinos coaches, social. And, uh, yeah – it was great to to finally finally meet you then, and then just keep up with everything you're doing. And uh, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. A lot of craziness has happened in the state of Arizona, but you're finally having a season. The AIA board, that's the 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 federation that makes decisions for high school basketball in the state of Arizona, they voted uh, five to four, and. You guys start the season in a couple days. Actually, the 18th is the start date. How are you feeling right now, Coach? Have you had time to process like all that has been <laughs> going know,
0: it, on? It's so funny. You ask that because you know many people ask other coaches, their administrators, how are you doing, how are you feeling, how are the kids feeling. Probably more importantly, um, and you kind of put it perfectly just just then. You know, did you even have time to process? Because, you know, just to kind of walk you kind of through, long story short, how we got to where we are today, um, you know, when we took over in March, you know, we weren't allowed to do anything from from March through uh, June. And then in June, uh, you know, here speaking specifically to Arizona, toward the end of May, numbers were getting a little better. I mean, I wouldn't say they were great, um, but they took a little bit of a dip. And then we were fortunate enough to start our summer program with major restrictions um everyone has to have their own basketball no contact but again for us just great to get in the gym with our guys finally you know enough talking to them on the phone texting with them doing zooms um so we were able to have a little bit of a summer but probably like many people around the country you know there was no summer leagues i mean we saw what was going on in aau there was no aau the the shoe circuits were shut down um so you know we knew pretty much going into it we weren't going to be able to play a summer league or tournaments like we normally would. Um, it was great to be in the gym for a couple of weeks, but then, what do you know, uh, numbers rose. We were shut down then pretty much the end of June all the way through uh, late September. So in late September, we got the green light to start, uh, kind of ease into it, conditioning, things of that nature, and finally get in the gym, um, no weight room access, unfortunately, um, but you know we, we were able to ease into it. In Arizona, the season typically starts the last week of October or the first week of November. Typically, we didn't get to start until I think the second week of November. So we already had a little bit of a delay. Um, games were originally scheduled to be November 20, sorry, the week of Thanksgiving, uh, or, or, or sorry, the Monday after Thanksgiving is when we were granted the green light. We had our schedule, it was all good to go. Even though we started a week later, the only thing that changed was that we weren't playing games Thanksgiving week, which most teams don't. You're either playing in a tournament. I'm sure it's similar, right. you know, all, all around. Um, so things got pushed back. And then they said, all right, you know, we're going to we're going to start uh, uh, after the new year. We're going to start uh, January uh, 18th is when we can start playing games. Um, so, you know, we spent the next couple of weeks practicing. Uh probably a good thing, you know, probably for all of us, you know, extra practice time toward, toward winter break, you know, everyone, everyone started to get a little antsy. You could tell our guys were anxious to play somebody else other than us. Um, Even us as coaches, it's like, all right, we've practiced so much. We need to play somebody else and see, you know, what adjustments we need to make, what we need to focus on. And then, you know, two weeks ago or a week ago, whenever it was again, it it flies by, you know, the, the AIA made that decision to uh, you know, just shut things down. And, and, and that was the decision they made. And uh, it was kind of a shock. We knew they were meeting again. Uh, If anything, personally, I thought they were going to maybe delay it two more weeks uh, or, you know, make some further mitigations to, to help the spread. Um, So when they voted no, you know, I mean, the big uh, frustration, I think for many coaches and people alike were it's like, okay, we understand where we're at. Let's take a step back and also recognize like, the severity and the reality of the virus and what we're mm-hmm. dealing with, you know, as a country right now. And in Arizona, we're, you know, depending on the day you look at it, we're the worst in the world with COVID or whatever it is. And, and it's terrible. Um, but, you know, everyone was looking at it like, well, if the AIA is not playing, then how come prep schools can still play? How come right. charter schools can still play? And, and, and the only ones who can make that decision, honestly, is the governor. And, you know, I'm never going to uh, wish to be in that seat. But, you know, that's the only way no one's playing. Um, and the AIA came out and said, well, the only way that we aren't going to play is if the governor of the state shuts everything down. Well, that never happened. And then they still voted. They met with the SMAC committee, which is the medical professionals they uh, consult with. And um, they they made that vote. And it, initially, it was a, a no vote. And then that was on a Friday. We told our team heartbreaking day. Um, and then, you know, by that weekend, we caught wind of a couple things. Uh, number one, our, our state coaches association was already in the works of putting together basically a league without the AIA. You know, they, I mean, their focus was boys and girls, all three levels, pretty much playing the same schedules, just the logistics just needed to be worked out. By the end of the weekend, though, we had a pretty good idea Um and, and I think word was beginning to spread that there was going to be a revote. And then, you know, everyone was like, well, if there's going to be a revote, then the only reason to do it would be to overturn it. Right. So, um, you know, fortunately we were able to, to, they were able to even agree to meet, and then they, they overturned it. And, you know, we're just super excited to have the opportunity. We don't know what the season holds, you know, I mean, we can't control uh, what others do and, and the spread of the virus, but we can control what we can control. And, you know, we're just excited to get the opportunity to play some games.
1: The the irony of it all to me, which is there's a couple things. Number one, when things were shutting down, and you know, various event operators around the country were looking for a place to hold their events, and right away they turned to Arizona uh, because they <laughs> seem to have the most you know, the most open to allowing those things to happen. So, you you know, the grind sessions going on there, um, you know, Pangos, Dinos went down there, runs his events, West Coast Elite, my former employer, they've ran events down there. So you got a number of people still holding events down there through all of this. And then you have this sort of mixed... Um, of, of opinions coming in from from other sides, and and that was the the weird thing. It was like, well, I thought Arizona was actually really open to having a a season. So that yeah, that, that was the shocking part to me is that it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And were were you guys? It seemed like on Twitter, the 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 complaint was that no one was really consulted with. The ads weren't talked to. The coaches weren't brought into it. And the decision just kind of came out of nowhere. And I think that's what brought this uproar i mean is that you think that's accurate
0: yeah i mean i think i mean first and foremost arizona is a great place to hold events i don't care what sport it is i mean we're used to, to hosting major uh you know elite level uh soccer tournaments that you know as you alluded to there's so much basketball being played here whether it be grind session um you know obviously we have the facility out here um, that that hosts a lot of great events, a lot of great groups and people involved there. Um, but I think a lot of the, uh, for lack of a better word, the hysteria or the the frustration, probably better to say, was like I said earlier. You know, just the 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 seeing that okay, I can't hold a practice, schools can't hold their practices, but guess what? You go fifteen twenty minutes down the road. You know, we're hosting teams out of state. Again, it's different entities, different organizations. It's not their fault. They're able to do it.
1: You mm-hmm. know, so
0: I think just the frustration was, hey, let's take a look at the bigger picture here. And if if, if they're going, then playing basketball probably is, I mean, arguably safer playing within the institution that is the AIA, um, and you know where each school and district can can you know put their own mitigations and protocols in place don't get me wrong. I think that a lot of the outside basketball stuff going on, the grind session, if we were to put together this state coaches association league, I know that there's mitigations in place, temperature checks, wearing masks, et cetera. Um, But again, I think there was just people looking at both sides of it and just wanting the equity piece of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but yeah, no, without a doubt, there was confusions, questions. Um, I can't speak to, you know, what the interactions were like with our athletic directors or conference chairs and district ADs and even coaches, um, you know, cause at the end of the day, I do know that the AIA does look out for the student athletes best interest. Um, but when you're dealing with something so, so unprecedented as COVID, right? It, 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 it makes it tougher. I mean, because you can look at the medical side of things and just the seriousness of the numbers. Um, I mean, it's a daunting reality. So it's just a tough, tough world to live in right now when you're making
1: these critical decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, an, another funny thing was, and, and like I'm just trying to understand all of this is that they had previous, you guys had previously ended football, and I seen videos uh, on Twitter with like full stands uh, for football games, and I don't know if that was uh, like old footage or anything, but uh, yeah, th- this whole thing just seemed really goofy. Uh, that and, and just kind of a little a, a little weird that you guys are having in Arizona full-on football games with packed stands and then you can't make a decision to what to, to hold a, a basketball game and then you know maybe tighten up on the regulations there but and it, it ended up working out it seems like and they they you guys are you guys are good you're in the clear um but like i like i alluded to earlier a lot of mixed emotions from from various uh voices in in the athletic world in your state i feel like all points are really valid you got to look at both sides of the situation and Mm -hmm. a lot of people are just concerned about about the just the safety part of it you know are, are these what what if you're you know come home and and, you know, grandma gets it from you because, you know, the say a player gets it, you know, their chances of of surviving it are pretty good. Uh, but what if they give it to someone else? And and I can see both sides of the coin there. And do, do you Without feel doubt. Yeah. So do, do you feel like the, the AIA is in, in what they have in place and wearing masks, limiting people in the stands? Do you think that there there is they, they've done their part to make it as safe as possible or are there still some concerns from you?
0: Uh, no, I mean, I think they did everything that they, uh, you know, thought was best, you know, and, and that's all you can ask. I mean, no one's ever going to be 100% satisfied. You, you know, you have your side that says no one should be playing uh, at all. Um, and then you also have the side that says everybody should be playing and, you know, have at it, you know, full stands and, and, and so on and so forth. <laughs> right. You know, you, you have extremes on both sides. Um, So I think meeting in the middle is playing games in your district uh, and school, uh, opts in, and then, uh, you know, know, so there is that choice there. And then, you know, each district and school can determine if they're going to let fans in either. You know, personally, Mm -hmm. we're letting two parents per uh, student athlete, uh, and that's per game. It's not like everyone can linger in the gym from freshman level to JV level to varsity level. Um, And then the AIA is not allowing not allowing any away team spectators into the gym and, you know, you got to make compromises. You got to make adjustments. Not everyone's going to be happy. Like I said, and um, you know, I know it's disappointing for our families. They can't go to road games, but um, you know, Hey, you're going to have the opportunity to watch them on live stream. Um, Yes. It's not the same. It's not the same experience that we all want, but Hey, if we want to play and have a crack at it, then, you know, this is the, the, the best way we can meet in the middle um you know and and it it's tough you know whether you're an AIA board member or whether you're a coach or you're an administrator you're kind of going to always intertwine between like you have a role and responsibility to lead student athletes or young people or lead an organization and then you also are going to have your personal opinions too you know and and, in it's it's tough not to let them intertwine sometimes but you know like we have a responsibility to run this program here at Saguaro and, and do what's right by them. Um, but at the same time too, like there is some serious things going on in the world and we can't ignore that. Um, so, you know, it's tough, but um, you know, I think what the AI has done is the best that they can do meeting in the middle and, and giving student
1: athletes a chance to compete if they so choose to. Right. And uh, another thing I saw that is that, you know, masks are required for players in the games. I know that raises some concerns with people for you know respiratory issues, you know breathing and having that face covering is you know it, it might restrict breathing. Do, do you look at that as 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 something serious to consider, or or would you just chalk it up to hey, this is what we got to do in order to play? Let's uh, let let's let's compromise here.
0: Yeah, you know I think. Uh you know, at the end of the day, you know, when it comes to the mask, like our guys haven't had any concerns or problems yet. You know, I think the big thing we tell them is like, Hey, you're going to have to bring like, like we're like, we're going to provide multiple masks, you know, mm-hmm. for our kids, you know, it gets sweaty out there and all of that. Um, I've heard concerns about it. You know, I'm curious to see, you know, what the, if there's any changes to that or, you know, how things look at the beginning of the season. But, you know, again, we're going to follow the protocols that are given to us. Um, I, I myself personally, like if I'm being honest, I don't know what the what the, the science behind everything is. I'm not going to pretend to be a scientist, but uh, or, or medical professional. Um, and we'll just kind of take it as it comes and, and, you know, make adjustments as we have to.
1: Yeah. And I've I've personally on this show criticized California because there's been just a lack of trying to make compromises it seems like it, it might be trending towards, towards that. I think a lot of more people are speaking up now, seeing all the other states, you know, you know, you're looking outside from your window, seeing all your friends playing outside and you're not allowed to. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I feel like, Hey, if, if you got to wear a mask in order to play basketball, I'll for sure. I'm gonna wear a mask. I don't care. I want to, I want to play. Uh, and I, that, that's just the way I look at it. But, um, if, let's just say hypothetically, if the the season had been canceled, would you have jumped into a, a club circuit?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we would have gone and, and, and gone the route of our State Coaches Association. Um, they do a great job led by uh, Matt King, who, who works with USA Basketball. Uh, Todd Fazio, who's the head coach at Highland High School out here. Um, and, and, and other leadership up there, Mark Wood um, of Liberty High School. Uh, and countless other coaches to do a lot of great work for our organization. You know, they were putting the lead together. We we would be willing to jump in. I mean, we would just have to navigate the hoops of how to get it done the right way. Um, you know, by not breaking uh, district or or mm-hmm. school protocols. I mean, I I think that way would just be going entering as a club team, obviously. Um, you know, and and uh, uh, you know that's just the way that 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 we were planning on going about it. But I had a funny feeling from the very beginning.
1: That they were going to overturn it, and we would be back to uh, AIA basketball. Right. With with that kind of backlash, it's kind of hard to <laughs> to ignore it. Yeah. And um, I'm 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 glad. You know, I'm 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 celebrating today to see that that happened. But there's obviously responsibility with this decision, like you've just been alluding to. And like I said earlier, there is risk, especially if you're playing a team if not everyone's tested like you you know there's no access to wide access to rapid testing like the NBA or college so you're not really sure how responsible the other team has been and to be honest every time you step out of your house it's a risk every single time mm-hmm. there's some sort of risk how high that risk is I don't really know but do do you feel like your team is is ready to take on that responsibility and really just be responsible because, you know, one, one positive test in, within your, your camp, I'm assuming, you know, Mm -hmm. your whole team gets shut down and now you guys got to wait two weeks to, to play another game.
0: No, I mean, it's something that we've been talking to them about since we really started in September. It's like, Hey, I can't hold your hand everywhere you go. I can't tell you, what to do and what not to do. Here's, here, here's the reality of the world. This is the best ways we think you can mitigate that. Um, and just being careful with every decision you make. Again, we know that, 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 uh, we can't control everything, but I think they know the seriousness of it. And honestly, I think, um, since the decision that, you know, last week whenever they took the season away from us briefly, uh, I think a lot of our guys kind of had that moment where it was like, wow, this is taken away from us. Uh, So I think they had like a sense of greater appreciation for it if they already didn't have it. And, and I, you know, I think they probably understand more than ever, this can be gone in the blink of an eye. You know, they saw football teams in the fall, including our own, we're a powerhouse football school. Um, You know, we probably would have competed for a state championship this year without a doubt. We've, you know, uh, again, football powerhouse, uh, you know, six or seven state titles in the last six or seven years. And, and uh, um, you know, they weren't able to play in the first round of the playoffs. Half my roster's football players—they've already been through it once, so I think a lot of them have taken it very seriously. Just due to they've been through it, they know what it looks like. They mm-hmm. know what it looks like when when things uh, get taken away from them. So I think they do have a greater appreciation, um, you know, and and they also do understand how great it is for them to get them out of the house to be active to it is good for their mental well being and their state and, and, and everything like that. So yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I mean, a mix of the middle, you know, they understand the seriousness of it, but they're also grateful for the
1: opportunity and will do whatever it takes to uh, move forward to have a season. Yeah. That, that's something that hasn't been talked about a whole lot is just the mental benefits and, and the, you know, the mental emotional effects this has had on, on kids just being locked up in your house in front of a computer all day and then school ends and then what do you do? And that, that hasn't really been talked about. So yeah, it's going to be super beneficial. I think, you know, m- mental health wise for your, for your team and, and for others in, in the state, not just basketball, but in, but in other stor- sports, just to get out and, and play the sport that they love. And uh, yeah, that, that's something that, that hasn't been talked about a whole lot. Yeah. Without a
0: doubt, you know, it's uh again, it's, like there's just so much that goes into it but
1: you know we're excited to get going. Yeah, awesome. So let me know about your squad. What 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 can we expect uh from Saguaro this year? I know you guys had a a rough year last year and uh a, you know for your first year really had as a as a head coach here at the school. So um what what can what can my listeners expect if they look into to watching some some of Saguaro hoops this this upcoming season?
0: Yeah. You know, when we took over, we told them from the very beginning, you know, we don't want to talk about last year at all or the past, you know, what's done is done. What's, what's uh, happened in the past is in the past. You know, we didn't just take this job because it was open and it was convenient. Um, You know, we took it because we really liked the talent that was on the roster and and the community that's a part that that we're a part of and the administration that we're a part of. And, um, you know, we're very senior heavy we have uh, we have 11 seniors um, which is very rare Dang. Um, to have really in any program uh, but I really like our guys you know like I mentioned half of our programs football players um, it brings a little toughness to us it brings a brings a championship mentality like I mentioned earlier about our football program mm-hmm. and um, our basketball only guys if you will I mean we have a couple guys that play baseball too we have a couple guys that are basketball only guys and uh, I mean, they've done everything we've asked from day one. You know, when, whenever you take over a program, you're worried about, uh, you know, are they going to commit? Are they going to show up? You know, and from day one, we've had everyone showing up, no problems, uh, you know, and, and, you know, that's just step one in that process. And then from there, you know, just work hard every day, whether you're in the classroom, you're on the court, you're in the weight room, you're conditioning, whatever it is. And, you know, they've been doing that. Um, and, and, you know, we're looking forward to seeing them take the floor this week. And, you know, all we ask is tell them all the time, it's not focusing on winning games. It's focusing on doing the right thing every day, doing your job. And if you do those things collectively and individually, we're going to have an, have an opportunity to deserve to win. Doesn't mean we're going to win, but, uh, you know, just put a, put us in a position to compete. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I think we're, uh in store here to to hopefully have a healthy and
1: safe season and, and uh, you know, see where the chips fall. Yeah. It's almost like w- winning isn't really the priority anymore. It's just, can we, can we have a game? Can we have a practice? Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and uh, not, not have anyone test positive. And so I, yeah. I think these guys are in some great hands and, and I, I know for sure you're going to give them, give them your all and, and do all you can to develop them as players and as and as young men as well.
0: I really appreciate that. No, it means a lot. And, and and yeah, no, we have a great group of young guys and and uh just people all involved in our program from top to
1: bottom and you know we're just really excited. Right. And and another thing that, that you're a part of is uh you're the vice president of the Latinx Association of basketball coaches and like I, I talked about earlier, you know, there there's more and more coaches and players of Latino ancestry, you know, getting a shot in, in the college level, even the pro level. And uh, g- give me your thoughts, you know, just as in, as in the position you're in, you know, how has that made you feel just about, you know, the present, but also the future of of Latinos and, and Latinx in, in, in basketball?
0: Yeah, no, it's super exciting and it's really cool. I mean, you know, you've been a part of it too, just kind of seeing how it's grown and risen and, and you know, I mean... In, in terms of our organization that we have, uh, you know, it, it, it really took off uh, during, uh, you know, the spring in, in early quarantine, where, you know, I've known Jason Ludwig since he was at Arizona State. And, and uh, you know, I knew he was trying to get this organization going. And I've, I always told Jason, I said, hey, you know, whatever you need, let me know, let me know. And obviously, you know, we're all so busy within our own programs, our own jobs. And, you know, One of the uh, awesome things about, you know, this period of time was we we really were able to get the Coaches Association further off the ground. And, you know, it's all through Jason's vision. Jason's done such a great job from the beginning with the, I mean, he always tells the story. You know, he had his first social years ago. There was a couple people in the room. (laughs) Right. And then, you you know, the last social in Minneapolis, you know, we had a room full of people. Um so just by word of mouth it was growing every year at the final four and then you know Jason had this vision of hey we need to get uh, uh you know s- better organized on social media um getting the word out putting out a questionnaire to have uh you know uh uh people sign up so then we get to know who's who and who's where across all levels all around the world and it's really awesome because I mean we have uh you know over like 500 people who have filled out a questionnaire, and those are coaches from the United States and in Latin America, around the world, across all levels, boys, girls, men, women, pro, uh, uh, you know, collegiate, high school, you name it. So it's been super cool to see it grow, and and, you know, we we have a really good uh, board that's together now, so obviously Jason's the president, and then you know, we have, you know, myself, uh, Eric Gracia, Omar Sanchez, Patty Medina, Donovan Castro, all on the, the board as well for the LABC. And we're all, um, you know, working together to get things done. We had a lot of great things throughout the, the spring and summer, some Zoom calls. Um, and then I think the big thing is just promoting on social media, uh, which has definitely grown. And, and taking that next step is, you know, we're about to roll out a website. We're about to roll out some formal membership that, you know, really provides networking opportunities, mentorship opportunities. And, um, you know, we're super excited about that. But then when you see it from the ground up, too, I mean, like you said, you have a lot of young players coming up who are are of uh, Latino descent, um, which is awesome to see. You're seeing more and more of them playing college basketball across all levels. You're seeing more and more coaches uh, either running their own programs at the high school level Uh, or, you know, getting their feet wet at the collegiate level. Um, You know, we all know, uh, you know, we're getting more and more head coaches at the college level, uh, you know, with Frank Martin, uh, Tony Pujol, uh, Mike Bilotto, Ron Sanchez uh, at the division one level um, and, and countless more, you know, the division two and NAI division three level. So it's super cool to see. Um, like you said at the very beginning, it, it, it's cool to look at somebody and say, hey, they look like me or, you know, similar experiences growing up or whatever it might be. It, it's uh, it, it's really cool to see. So the future is really bright.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can't wait till the day where we could all gather in a room again and eat some some enchiladas and some uh, <laughs> some, some tacos, man. <laughs> uh, that was always Shut the best part of those meetings is we always had good food. But, um,
0: exactly. There's always going to be good food, and it's good times. It's, it, it, you know, like everyone knows with the Final Four, it's always great just to just to get together with everybody and see everybody and and uh, you know connect. So definitely looking forward to that, and and uh, you know just just slowly getting there back to you know everyone talks about the new normal, but you know getting back to the old normal a little bit, and and you know it's going to take some time, but uh, you know definitely definitely looking forward to it.
1: Awesome, coach. Uh, let my, my listeners know where they could find you on social and, uh, um, and uh, yeah, how they, how they could follow you and your team.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can follow, uh, you know, my personal account on Twitter and Instagram at, at Coach L Ramirez. Uh, and then also to our team pages on Twitter uh, and uh, uh, Instagram at Saguaro, uh HS for high school hoops. Um, And then also, too, um, you know, following the uh, Latino Association of Basketball Coaches page on uh, Instagram and Twitter, LABC Basketball. Um, So, yeah, a lot of ways to follow and keep in
1: touch. Awesome, Coach. And uh, good luck to you starting your season this upcoming week. And um, can't wait to keep up with you guys.
0: Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for tuning in to episode 11 of Believe in High School Basketball. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to be notified whenever a new episode drops. Leave a review as well. I love feedback and I want to know what you guys think of the show. You can also get updates on what's next on my show by following me on social at Bryce Broadcast on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to give Lucas a follow as well. Until next time.